Welcome to the F the Glitter podcast, the podcast that's centered around highlighting women of color in the world of graphic design, brand design, and marketing strategy. I'm your host, Ashley of A. Louise Creative, and today I have the honor of having Miss Allison Kerr as a guest with us. She's the owner of Primal Elements, a marketing and consulting firm located in Tampa, Florida, a full-service marketing consultant. So they've got the graphics, they have the how you use the graphics, web design, and all of that wrapped up into one. And she also has quite a few other businesses from what I saw when I did my research. So Miss Allison, tell us a little bit about your awesomeness. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Ashley, for having me today. I am um, really excited to talk to you and, and the rest of your audience. I think it's a pretty cool opportunity when you get to share your story and you have a lot of amazing things going on too. So I'm just honored to be in your presence. <laughs> <laughs> on this Memorial Day. So I guess I've been an entrepreneur since I was 20. And so it's been about 12 years, if you want to do the math. I did not set out to be an entrepreneur. I was terrified of business, felt led to start a magazine when I was in college, and which was Adapt Magazine. And it was a really cool opportunity to get my feet you know, wet in the, in the world of entrepreneurship. I ended up where I am today, honestly, because I got fired. You know, and the crazy thing is like, I did not, because I was so scared of, of being an entrepreneur, I guess I really thought I was going to fail, you know, mm-hmm. at it. I didn't think I had what it took to actually do this. And no one in my family, my immediate family owned any businesses, or I didn't have any kind of, you know, models to say, this is what, you know, business, you know, running a business looks like. Mm -hmm. When I did get let go from my job, I didn't get fired, I got let go. It ended up putting me in a position where I was like, I have, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, Mm -hmm. I had this magazine, but I wasn't yet monetizing it well enough for me to survive. And I was, you know, just praying one day and trying to figure out what do I need to do? And I felt like, you know, God was like, you need to start a graphic design company. I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) how? Like of all the things that you could ask me to do, like a graphic design company, I don't think so. So because I of my background, which is in journalism, magazine, web, like I had I had acquired all these skill sets, including design mm-hmm. and building websites. So you know, I kind of did some cursory research on how to start a, a graphic design company. Got all my little you know LLC stuff set up, and then mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, cool. So how do I get clients? <laughs> I know I get. <laughs> Tell me that part, you know? Right. So prayed again. And I was like, all right, look, God, like, you want me to do this? Like, I'm going to make a deal. You get me like two people, you know, two people. I don't know why I didn't ask for 10, but I said two people. And I will, you know, I will do this. So later that week, like, I had two friends call me randomly and no more than two, mind you. Mm-hmm. Two people called me and <laughs> were like, it's great. <laughs> I did. I got exactly what I asked for. I know better now. They, they asked me if I was still doing design work. I'm like, yeah, like, I, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm doing design. What you need, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> One friend needed a logo for a consulting business that she was launching. And another friend needed a flyer design for some church, you know, a church event that was happening. Mm-hmm. And that's how my business started. You know, I never went a month after that without having work, which was crazy. And, great. and I, I, I did like work full-time, gain some like, business and management experience while I was Mm -hmm. building this business on the side. 
and then eventually went full time with it in uh, 2015, or I should say 2016. So okay. it's it's evolved, you know, to where where we are now. I I've definitely embraced fully embraced my love of business and owning a business and all of the ups and downs that come with it. But it's been a journey, you know. Now we have um, Primal Elements. My clients are probably mad at me because I've changed my business name like three times, you know, in the last like six years. <laughs> 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 but you know, it's it's all about that evolution. You know, we we mm-hmm. do focus on marketing, but you know, primarily our our heart is you know brand development and, and setting that foundation for business success. You know, and making sure that those identities are 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 aligned with who people are. You know, from the inside out. So it's it's been really cool to see how you know our journey has kind of led us to where we are now. And like, I have a business partner. Like, you know, this it's just it's it's grown so much. It's been so cool. It's changed. So, yeah, it has. So it's, it's been good. Good. Cool, 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 cool. So you kind of told me that you knew that you were going to be in the design aspect of this world when you started your magazine when you were in college. But you didn't realize you were going to be specifically in the design element until, what, 2012? Yeah, 2012 was when we launched the um, the business as a graphic design company. And you know, I was resistant to it. I had no idea, you know, that this would be something like that. I could actually do it. You know, it was more about like not having a belief in myself, you know, that I could actually be a good designer. So yeah. <laughs> Look at you now. You can right? out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of answers the next question though. This is full time for you. Like if you don't work, you don't eat, there's nobody else's check that is coming in. That's helping you like now, like, so are you working today? Probably. Yeah, Yeah, like I said earlier, my project manager threatened me and was like, you're not allowed to work today because you're supposed to be off and (laughs) you can work tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you, ma'am. Okay. 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 Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> the mama, so I respect her, and uh, you know, sometimes she has the mom me around too. So <laughs> I feel it. So, what are your favorite types of projects, or your favorite type of client to work with? So, I'll start with the client aspect. I mean, we've we've had so many different clients that we've gotten the opportunity to work with, but I think my favorite are the ones who not only know what they want, but mm-hmm are really trusting with like your vision, you know, that I've met like some of my favorite clients have just, you know, they're, they're like game changers. Like they're Mm -hmm. influential. They're doing some amazing things and they just trust, you know, what we do Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly and give us an opportunity to let our process like really work for them, you know? And that's like, those are the best times because you can be the most, your most creative self, Mm -hmm. your most free self when you have that trust from your client. So we, we work with all different types, you know, everybody from startups to mom and pop shops to nonprofits. And my nonprofits are probably my most fulfilling clients because mm-hmm. I know that they're out here doing some real change in the world and doing things that nobody else is willing to do and stepping into places that no one else is willing to go. And so to be able to give them, whether it's a website or logo or a plan, some type of strategy to help them, you know, right. with their, their growth, like those are all like massive rewards for me to see when they're like winning at the end of the day, you know, because of what we've been able to do with them. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So favorite type of projects, like favorite client is, Hey, I trust you do it. Hand off. I got it. But your favorite type of project, like what, what kind of gets you like, yes. So because I'm, I'm very much a, a renaissance like creative I guess I it's hard for me to nail down my favorite part my um top like 
two or three favorite aspects is the the brand development side. So when we're actually like going through either the creation of someone's like mission and vision and core values, like they're, uh-huh. they're messaging or, you know, to actually get into the point where we design their logo and they see it for the first time and they're like, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I looked at, you know, this That's is insane. Exactly what I thought. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> like doing that or even with the website, like going through the actual like mock-up process and like turning something over to them that they was beyond what they actually like envisioned. Mm-hmm. So I think if, if, I know that it's not specific to a favorite part of my project, but, or a project, but more so like that aha moment, like whenever you really do like see that whatever connection, you you know, connected with what the client had and they're like, oh my gosh, like that's it, you got it. Mm -hmm. So that's it right there. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the the basis of our podcast is to give us the, the highlight us, not necessarily mm-hmm. black women, but women of color, period, whether yes. we're black, Hispanic, Asian, all of us. So how do you feel about the representation of women of color in our industry? I think that we don't do enough to kind of talk about ourselves. There's so many women that are doing amazing things out there and their stories aren't being told as well as they could be. You know, I think mm-hmm. that we've had to learn how to create our own platform and and even our own seat at the table or make our own table for so to speak, because there hasn't been a place for us in other spaces. And so I have to say that spite of, of those challenges in terms of representation, I'm, I'm really proud to see how women of color have stepped up to create spaces for themselves. You know, this podcast, you know, is a perfect example <laughs> of that, of being able to give women opportunity to, to speak on, you know, about what they're doing and share and create synergy and, and just more opportunity and awareness for each other. I think that that is so important. I, I also think that it's really important that we continue to learn how to collaborate with each other as well, yes. because that's that's how the world goes round. You know, that is mm-hmm. that is what makes business thrive for anyone else that doesn't look like us. And you <laughs> know, I think that uh, <laughs> you know we have to do a really good job of collaborating with each other and, yeah. and partnering to to survive. And not even let me not use the word survive to thrive. You know, because right. we're all thrive. So I think this year and last year too, I, I've seen such an uptick in women learning how to use their voices and and their spaces and their platforms to help each other really grow. And I I think that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. I do. Because there there have been a lot, there haven't been so many of those women empowerment branches, but more of, hey, look, I know how to do this. Who wants to learn how to do this? So I can show you how to do this. Mm -hmm. Because there's enough people out here that we can all eat. And I've noticed there's been a lot less competition Mm-hmm. I feel amongst us as opposed to, you know, before it was like, well, I'm gonna get it how I can. Right. And if you can't figure it out, then oh well. Right. As opposed to now it's like, no, I figured it out. Right. So let me help you. So it don't take you three years to figure it out. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so I found that that that's been a lot of what's going on, especially this year when people haven't been able to go outside for the past 10 weeks and they're kind of like, yeah, so I need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not helping. No. So <laughs> yeah. So for someone who's trying to start out, Someone who's stepping out into, be it entrepreneurship or the graphic design space, what is some advice that you would give them? What would you say is like the most important step that you took when you took that step? I think it was getting either a coach or mentor, Mm -hmm. finding a group of people that you can learn and receive from is really Mm -hmm. important because 
again, where coming from where I came from, I was I, I went to University of Florida for college. And so once I graduated, I didn't come back home. I stayed. And so I was in a mm-hmm. community where there weren't a lot of people who looked like me that were trying mm-hmm. to do what I was trying to do. And I didn't have any, you know, really strong examples of that. So I sought out people who had the characteristics of the things that of, of what I, I would want to be, who I would want to be as a business owner, even if they didn't look like me. And so that helped me on my journey to realize that one, I don't, I'm not alone. Two, there are people who are smarter than me who've done this longer than I have that have a lot of wisdom that I can just, you know, instead of making it harder for myself and trying to Google everything or, you know, take mm-hmm. classes for everything that I can just go and talk right. to them and, and they're more yes. willing to share their knowledge, you know? That was what tripped me up a lot is that I wasn't willing to ask for help early enough in my journey. And like, I kind of felt like I had to have all the answers, mm-hmm. not so much because I was, you know, trying to be smarter than everybody, but I think I felt like I was coming from a place of disadvantage. And so I, instead of being like humble and being like, I don't know, it's like, oh, well, I felt like I have to be this thing because, you know, I'm going down this path. So mm-hmm. I would say having a, a really solid group of mentors, advisors who can speak into your life is is really, really key. And then I had some friends that were like starting out like their own coaching business, like in, you know, when Mm -hmm. I was starting out. And so they really helped me see like some of my own roadblocks, like things that I was doing to get in my own way of success. And Mm -hmm. um, those early conversations really helped to clear the path for me to, to embrace, you know, the journey that I was on instead of trying to run away from it still and the responsibility that came with it. So. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it made it open for you to move forward as opposed to being stuck. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So how would you describe your style, your design style? I would say clean. I like things that have a lot of movement to it and are classic, timeless. You know, I, I really believe in creating designs that will last. And so whenever we do develop something, whether it's a logo or website, we try to make sure that aesthetic is, is reflected in there. And now I, I've been able to attract people because of my style. People will see things that I have mm-hmm. done and they're like, hey, you know, I think I want something like that too. So it, it definitely, I would say from a design philosophy side like that is something that is really important to me is making sure that all of our design feels like it has movement feels like it breathes like doesn't feel constricted in any way and and ultimately it reflects like you know the client so okay Mm -hmm. how's business been since march like we're in the middle of we're all on punishment but some places (laughs) have been let off punishment and they shouldn't have been (laughs) so like (laughs) how's business been for you since march um business has actually been really good we've been very fortunate i've talked to some of my other colleagues who haven't been in the same space part of the i guess the good thing about being more of an agency is that we get to operate in a lot of different spaces. And so, um, Mm -hmm. you know, our, our revenue streams are pretty diverse. And so we weren't really impacted too greatly. The crazy thing was we had just moved into a new office space when this whole thing hit. So like literally like March 1st came, (laughs) we like put our stuff in and we're like moving in and decorating our office. And then it was like, 
now nah, y'all can just stay at home. And I'm yeah. like, wait, get out. Like, <laughs> I gotta go back home. I wanna do all the things. <laughs> so, you know, having to deal with that and the, the kind of just the mental like somersaults of having to be locked inside. And I'm I'm more extroverted, you know. I'm I'm actually an ambivert. Okay. I'm not an introvert or an extrovert. I'm right in the middle, but I lean more mm-hmm. on the extroverted side. So being home and cooped up all the time, I was just like, somebody please like let me out. Like I feel like a caged bird right now. Like it's terrible. So it was it was definitely challenging to to stay focused, I think, on work and trying to run a company and then be virtual and, you know, manage your team. And like most of our team is remote, thank God. So, you know, we've, we've kind of known how to operate in a remote environment for a while, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you were like, you felt like you're on that cusp of progress, you know, like, oh, get the office right. space. Now we're anchored. <laughs> like, this is great. Uh. No, <laughs> and then COVID happens and it's like, oh, so we just, we just going to take a couple steps back now, you know? So it did feel like that at first. It definitely felt like we, we took a couple steps back, but it was good because from a, I think sometimes, especially as like the leader, like, you know, when you're the business owner, you get so caught up in having to slow like down. do and do and do and do and you don't get to slow down. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of, of downtime for me. And as you can mm-hmm. see from my, you know, my website, I've been in a lot of different things and I didn't, I couldn't do those things, you know, right now. And, and so there were some days when I just didn't even feel like doing anything. So right. having a learn to step back and be like, it's okay. Like to give yourself permission to like not do right now, to not like be going forward and and posting all this stuff on Instagram. And everybody's like, you should batch batch your content now, like make all this stuff, do all this. And I'm just like, I just want to sleep. Like (laughs) that's all I want to do, honestly. You know what though? Those are people who are not creative. (laughs) Who don't understand. Like it takes three hours to put together a good put like a carousel takes at least two and a half to three hours. Right. I don't care if anybody says right. so I'm not gonna sit up here and do three, four carousels a day and then post them up and that's only two days worth of posts. Like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Absolutely not. They don't get it. You know, it's this you can't just like put anything out there and be like, Oh, it's gonna be good. Like, no, like you know, there's a whole science behind it and right. my brain just doesn't wanna compete sometimes. So we were able to actually even get more clients like during this time as well, which you know, I know for a lot of people, they don't, they didn't have that experience. So I know that, you know, we've, we've been fortunate in that sense, but it was a good being, having that downtime gave us time to also work on things internally as a company and decide mm-hmm. like, you know, how we want to move about for the rest of this year and even pivot slightly on some of the things that, you know, some of the right. offerings that we, we had because now our, our whole world has gone digital. So, mm-hmm. you know, had to help some of our clients make that transition too. And and so it was just, mm-hmm. it was a lot of transitioning. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. lots, of, <laughs> lots of transition. Uh, so, so for someone who is looking for one of your services or your particular service. So if they're looking for brand strategy or brand development, or if they're looking for graphic design, what is some advice that you would give them while vetting a professional? Well, how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> give it a Reader's Digest version. Okay, okay. And we'll go into a part two and we can, we can expand on that. <laughs> so I would say, aside from looking at their other work, you know, you want to get referrals too. So maybe talk to some other people, some of the, go look on their client roster, you know, most, most like good agencies, whether they're, you know, small or solo premiers, whatever they have, they have a list of clients. So 
go talk to the other clients, you know, see how it was working with them. I'd also make sure that you understand, you know, what you're asking for. Because some people come to us and they're like, we want, we want this website and and they don't know the process that it takes to actually get the website done. So I would, I would ask very thorough questions about the process that the designer, the company, you know, goes through to actually make those things happen. And Mm -hmm. then I would also say, you know, you have to be willing to be hands off (laughs) and trust. Mm -hmm. So if it's not, if it's a process that you can't, you know, agree to, then I wouldn't work with them. You know, like you have to find the, the, the team, the company that works well with you. It's almost like, you know, dating, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of try it, you know, <laughs> test it out and see if you like it before you buy, mm-hmm. before you commit. If they don't have a contract for you, I would run, <laughs> you know, if, if, if that designer, you know, web developer or company, whatever agency doesn't have a contract, mm-hmm. that's not a good sign. You know, you want to make sure that you're working with people that are organized and that contracts to me kind of denote like seriousness and, and that right. willing to, and perfect in a level of professionalism, honestly. So those are some of the things that I would, I would throw out immediately. Okay. So of all the projects that you've done, and you said it's been 12 years, so you have a lot under your belt. Yeah. Which one was the one that you were like, yes, we did that. That was mine. Mm. Oh, that's so hard. Okay. No, it's not. There's one. There's always one, There's one that, that you're like. My head that I'm like, but I want to talk about this one too. Um, <laughs> so if I had to say one, there is, I'll, I'll talk about one of my nonprofits. Um, they're called Impact Global International. And these young cats, like these, these guys, um, they're like, I think they had to be like 23 or 24 when I met them. Mm-hmm. And they started this organization in college to help the people of Haiti. And, you know, they had this really great mission and vision and had done some really great things on their own, but were trying to go to, you know, next level. They wanted to be able to do things, partner with like the local government in Haiti and different uh, partnerships that they were trying to acquire in the United States. And they were just like, you know, we just don't really feel like we're, we're, you know, next level ready. So when we, we walked them through our process to redeveloped their brand, gave them a new logo, new website, updated their mission and vision, core values, like all of these things. And so when it came down to it, we actually showed the fruit of what we did. I was just like, you know what? you know and I'm, I'm really proud of them they they're they're making some amazing moves right now and trying to not only just do work in in terms of sustainability but also empowering the people of Haiti by providing jobs and resources and like just a lot of really good things you know so those are those are like my favorite type of endings when I know like we put them in a position for them to be able to to actually go to the next level grow gotcha okay so now it's the fun part <laughs> yeah uh-huh. I'm gonna say I'm having fun anyway oh, yeah. but yeah. these are the random questions <laughs> okay. so you can answer however you want these questions are more so about you oh goodness I'm scared I'm scared it's not like what's your deepest target no we, we don't do all nah, that I'm this is tell you that you know you like <laughs> <laughs> I just met you today oh my god for real no. so <laughs> what would you say your favorite style of food is I'm Jamaican so anything Jamaican pretty much okay. always wins over anything. And if I had a second, a second love, it would be Latin food. So, okay. um, yeah, arroz con pollo, um, you know, anything, anything in that realm, I'm, I'm down for it. 
<laughs> okay, cool. So if you could pick any famous person from the past to spend a day with, who would it be? Hmm. Another good question. That's so hard. Um <laughs> not supposed to be i know but the thing is there's so many people i'm like if i could just get all of you in the room like you know at one time i have a summit (laughs) a summit and just ask all you guys the questions and you just answer them that'd be great i would probably have to say uh i'd probably have to say eleanor roosevelt okay yeah and you know I, i choose her because she stood out to me during a time when women didn't really have as much of a voice and she was mm-hmm. able to use her voice in a very, um, even though it was very like behind the scenes, influential mm-hmm. way in terms of, of politics and leadership. And I think the things that she did for, you know, people, you know, during that time period when the whole country was, you know, a hot mess mm-hmm. was really, really awesome, you know, and, and very bold. And I, I admire that about her. She's a very understated character when it comes to women heroes, if you want to put it that way. And I think I like that because I'm not always the the person that's got to be upfront or you know loud doing all of the you know the things. I I can be behind the right. scenes. So it just reminded me that like you know you can still be influential without having to be the one holding the mic all the time. So so of all the places that you traveled, mm-hmm. which place was your favorite? Madrid. <laughs> Really? That was easy. Yeah. So that was my first time in Europe. This was back in 2018. So two years ago. Okay. Me and my college girlfriends, we try to go on a trip every couple of years. And so one of my college best friends, she lives in Madrid now. And so we all went to go visit her and we had a blast. Like it was amazing. We saw real flamenco dancers, (laughs) ate real Spanish food, had a real Spanish sangria. Like (laughs) right. (laughs) It was really (laughs) weird. Exactly. So it was we had we had the time of our life. It was great. And I think that it was it was it was beautiful because Madrid is like such a, a an old city. But they mm-hmm. do such a good job of preserving the buildings. And, you know, so you get to see all this, like, you get immersed in all this cult- culture and history. history. Like, as soon as you get there, you know, it reminded me a lot of New York, where I'm from originally. And so, you know, mm-hmm. they have their own, like, Times Square in mm-hmm. Madrid. And there's just so much, like, activity in life. And you go from, like, seeing dancers, street dancers, to, like, contortionists and, like, you know, all in the same rate, like, two mile radius, you know, so it was just a really, really, really fun trip. And I, I'm definitely looking forward to going again. We were supposed to go on another trip this year, but hashtag COVID. So, um, right. (laughs) (laughs) The Rona. Not happening. We had the Rona just kind of messed up everything. So, um, (laughs) yes. Have you been doing any self-care since you've been quarantined? Uh, yes. <laughs> I do. I tried to. You know, aside from trying to just take as much time to my, so my love language is quality time. So I should say my top love language. I've tried to spend more time with myself, you know, journaling more, going into therapy and talking to the therapist and being like, look, mm-hmm. I, I got, I got stuff we got to talk about. Cause you know, mm-hmm. it's, especially as a, a business owner, an entrepreneur, like it can be such a lonely road and you get, you have all these things just like, you know, that you got to deal with. So just trying to figure it yeah, out, yeah. you know, so, um, you know, this was the first year that I spent Easter by myself. You know, I normally go home for mm-hmm. Easter or I'm with friends and like my mom is immunocompromised. So I didn't go home. 
you know, because I was right. just like, I don't want to like expose her to anything chance. and take any chances. So just the trying to like be okay, learning to be okay being by myself and not having to have people around me to be okay, to be all right, you know? So it was a lot, it was a lot of time alone, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was, which was good. You know, I need, I needed that to kind of just get some clarity on what I want to do and new businesses I want to start. And, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was a good time. <laughs> Good. So when you do get a chance to relax, you said your top love language is quality time. So like, what do you like to do or not like to, what do you love to do when you're just, when you finally just, (sighs) I'm just going to sit down and just chill. Like what is your go-to for that? Typically it's watching TV. I Netflix and chill all by myself if I have to. I also really, I still love to create, like I'm a creative at heart. So I try to learn how to challenge channel my other creative love. So what making jewelry or candles or drawing or reading, like I, I try to, to explore other avenues of my creativity so that I'm, I'm not just sitting here designing all the time because that you, you kind of, when you get stuck in that design bubble, like it can just become madness yeah. and you're just like, Oh, like I got to design another. You know what I mean? Like it is not the same. So to renew my lens yeah. for design or my work, essentially, you know, I try to fuel my other creative outlets. So that's so connected to you oh my god (laughs) i have to have you on my podcast so we can like you know reverse like flip you know hey i'm here i'm here (laughs) i'm here (laughs) all righty so we've come to the end of the interview and thank you for participating in the fun part. Like I, I enjoy that no. so much. <laughs> so where can people find you? Where can our listeners find you? What do you have coming up? What do they need to know so that they can get in contact with Miss Allison Kerr? Sure. So for me personally, my personal website is just allisonkerr.com. And my uh, company website is primalelements.com. And if you are looking for any type of help in any of those areas, branding, design, marketing, strategy, we've got you. So you can schedule a consultation with us. We're doing free consultations. So they're usually like 30 minutes. So that is always an, an option. As far as what's coming up, I'm going to be recording some new episodes for the second season of my podcast. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> so look out for that later this summer. And then, you know, that, we'll see what, what the rest of 2020 holds. I, you know, I think if we're if anything, I've learned this year that or we should be reminded that we're not in control of anything. <laughs> not at all. And, uh, we can try. You know, take it one day at a time. So I got like tomorrow planned out and that's about it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> see, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> we made it to the end. We did. We did good. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the F the Glitter podcast. I'm your host, Ashley of A. Louise Creative, where we shine the spotlight on women of color in the industry of graphic design, brand design, marketing strategy, and brand strategy. A special thanks to my guests for joining us today, and we'll be here next week for our next episode of F the Glitter. You can find us on your favorite podcast broadcast station, iTunes, Spotify, Google Cast, and others. We look forward to seeing you next week.